The 509th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time, your home for the lowest priced last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog's Pick'em for a chance to win 100 times your entry. Use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Hi, Jen Reno's. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 509. It's going to go out to William31, one of our friends in the Discord, who broke the big news that Alex Pejea, Jamal Hill were main eventing UFC 300. So this goes out to you. And what a main event it, it shall be. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. We got quite a show for you. It's right in line with that. Uh, Jamal Hill headlining UFC 300. We got PFL Beltor. PFL versus Bellator, excuse me. Champs is what it's called. Capital, Champs is all capitalized, ladies and gentlemen. My co-host is shaking his head. You may not, uh, if you're not watching, that's what's going on. Despite him off air begging uh, us to do this episode and begging for us to do a bonus episode to get this one in, um, I acquiesced and I'm letting him do PFL versus Bellator. Not only is this a massive event, Champs, it's going down in Saudi Arabia, that's um, problematic and uh, it's paper and they expect us to pay for it on pay-per-view. So that's problematic as well. So, um, but Gumby's got even hotter takes than that. Let's bring in Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He's going to rip apart this fight card. And then he's going to tell you why you should still listen and watch our episode. Go ahead. So you should always listen and watch our episodes because <laughs> we're going to win you money. Uh, and that's yes. the thing. Second of all, uh, before I get into crapping on this card, uh, when I give friendly reminders at the top of the show for people to subscribe, because it makes no difference to their life, but it makes ours really nice. Uh, we tend to get a whole bunch of new subscribers. So first of all, thank you to everybody who subscribed following me, reminding you on one of our uh, UFC 298 preview episodes but again the button's just like right there and uh you can you don't even have to turn notifications on so it won't change your youtube experience at all other than it will make me and jeff smile a little more so go ahead and hit subscribe and we we much appreciate that and uh now that i'm done talking about that (laughs) yeah this card blows man (laughs) i don't know what to tell you uh you know you got we're gonna we're gonna talk about 10 different fighters today four of them are old ufc cast-offs um they and promised, old being the key, old. Yeah, UFC they promised they promised us a bunch of champ versus champ fights, and uh there's only two left, like only two have made it to fight day or fight week, rather. Um, and one of them, the 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 most inexplicably weird one is the light heavyweight champ of PFL is not fighting the light heavyweight champ of Bellator, who is somewhere else on the card. One of them is fighting a heavyweight fight. One of them is fighting a middleweight fight. And there's no good reason why they wouldn't be fighting each other. Uh, so I, I don't know what they're doing there. Um, yeah, I, this, um, I'm just going to shrug and say, like, this is weird. And I love it. Uh, and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> what did we lose? Should we talk about what we lost? No, it it's everything. I, I mean, I'll, I'll share one. Uh, we we yeah. lost Pipple Fieri versus Jesus Pinedo. That's the yeah. one that, like... 
soured me from being like, okay, this card's not the best thing in the world, but at least I get to see Jesus Pinedo and whether or not he's good enough to beat Patricky Pitbull. Uh, not Patricky Pitbull, Patricio Pitbull. Yeah. Um, and then that fight fell off, and I was like, oh, okay, well, why do I care anymore then? Um, so, yeah, I care because there are a couple of odds that I look to exploit um, and a whole bunch of really fat odds that maybe you just roll in a big fat parlay. <laughs> roll them in a big fat parlay. We have a 182-pound catchweight fight, though, Gumby. I put that, that down as... I put that down as middleweight. I don't know if there's a reason why it's 182 pounds 182. listed on tap. Yes. Is it only listed as that on tapology or do no? You have, like, you no. Have confirmation Wikipedia that as well. Uh, I haven't checked the PFL. What the hell site. are we I, doing? <laughs> I assume PFL has a website, right? They're they're uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Bellator yeah. has a website. Although, didn't they yeah. shut it? Did they shut? No, they shut the rankings down. Yeah, because they still had rankings up until like two weeks ago. Everybody yeah, who told me as well. So <laughs> yeah, everybody who told me that the Bellator rankings were like better than the UFCs, and then like people would win and their ranking would go down, and people would shrug their shoulders at how it happened. Turns out when you get a lot of people, you know, uh, voting on stuff, there's usually one person who messes up those numbers. People like to brag on ranking teams, and and there's usually just one person who does some bad things, and it gets all screwed. So, um, anyway, let's talk about fights. <laughs> this is a super fight pay per view, though. Does that excite you? Which fight would you call super? <laughs> it's a super fight pay per view. Tell uh, me, tell me which, which 182 fight? pound fight. Obviously, um, no, it's it's not too super, and it's weird. It's a weird, weirdly put together, and it's a pay per view. I didn't. I was just on their site. I should check how much they expect us to pay for this here thing, um, how, and how much is Saudi Arabia paying them for this as well? They shouldn't have to take any of our money if they're uh, if they're taking the dirty blood money from. Uh, doesn't tell you. Of course, it's not easy to to uh, order the pay per view on their website, so I don't know how much it costs. So there you go. We're gonna make money out of it, though, right, Gumby? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right? Yeah, why not? I mean, when is this here thing happen? Saturday, right? Saturday. Yeah, three night. Oh no, not even Saturday night. Twelve p.m. Eastern is when it's starting. You got me. Perfect. Is that that's better for you? Um, I mean, I'm gonna watch it with the same amount of tenacity as I would if it was at night. tenacity. Yes, he's gonna effort and watch it. PFL versus Bellator champs is what it's called. Um, Saturday, February twenty fourth, twelve p.m. Eastern time. Pay per view. The Kingdom Arena in Riyadh. How do you say that? Riyadh. Riyadh. Excuse me. Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. In a cage. 11 fights. Gummy does not want to break down all of the fights. Does, is, do any of the other fights interest you at all? No. Every uh, single one of them has got like negative 11,000 odds or something like that. We got like, Muhammad Ali's. Yeah. Biagio Ali Walsh. They found another squash match. So like, yeah. Yep. We got he, is actually turning, he is actually turning pro this time though. So props yes. to him for that. Yeah. yeah it's about. Yeah. It was time. We got Clarissa, Clarissa Shields fighting again, even though she's already lost. So it uh, shines kind of off that. You don't like Clay Collard versus AJ McKee? That fight's fine, but I don't think Collard will stay standing for more than six seconds. So there's my, yeah. there you, you go. There's my handicap of that it's one. Uh, AJ right. McKee takes him down violently five seconds in and subs him. All right. Let's get right to the ones we're actually going to break down. Maybe, hopefully, he gives us a bit more info than, than he just did. But who's to say? This is a super fight. <laughs> Super fight of U- UFC washouts, uh, light heavyweights, Tiago Santos, Brazil, Yuel Romero from Cuba. Um, Romero is soldier of God, 15 and seven with 13 knockouts. He's been knocked out once. He owes us to be finished. Uh, two and two in Bellator, 
two and one over his last three, two and five over, over his last seven. He did lose his last fight. He's fed at middleweight, missed weight twice at middleweight. So now he's at light heavyweight. Oh, one in strike force. 2009 pro MMA debut, silver medalist in wrestling like 24 years ago. I believe it was the 2000 Olympics. Plus 100, Moretta, Sledgehammer, Santos, 22 and 11 with one no contest, 15 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out four times, submitted three times. He has fought once in PFL. He lost, but it got changed to a no contest because everybody got uh, busted for drug tests, except for Santos. His opponent got busted, so it's a no contest now. 14-10 in the UFC, 1-2 with one no contest over his last four fights. He's not won a fight since October 2021. Used to fight at middleweight and welterweight, which is shocking to think of. 2-2 two two in the Ultimate Fighter, 2010 Pro MMA debut, 4 inches height, 3 inches of reach, 7 years younger than Romero, minus 120. 2-2 two and two and tough is like one of the weirdest rec uh, records you're ever going to see. You're not going to see anyone else go 2-2 two and two and tough, I don't think. Not very often. I I'm going to go with Yoel Romero as a slight dog here, too. I... I Mostly, here's my breakdown of this one. I don't think Yoel Romero has aged as poorly as Thiago Santos has. That John Jones fight seemed to take every last bit of him out of it. Um, he, he just doesn't look like himself anymore after that. Um, you know, to your point, he did score that one win in PFL. And he's got like a weird win over Johnny Walker, where Johnny Walker forgot how to throw punches. Um, but apart from that, those are his only two quote-unquote wins since he's... Uh, he lost that fight to John Jones. He, he just looks like a shell of himself. He looks like he's afraid to let go of his punches. Sometimes he's really delayed in his, his decision-making. And the thing you could say about Yoel Romero is he, he may have lost this step being, what is he 55 years old now? 40, um, 47 in a couple months. Yeah. 47. He may have lost this step at 47, but he's not hesitant. Nothing he does is, is hesitant. You know, if you, you go back and you look at that, well, who do you fight? Alex Polizzi? Was it Alex Polizzi? I think it was an Alex Polizzi fight. And that fight, like he, he, was having spots where he didn't look great, but then also just like jumped on every opportunity that he had to, to pull that one out. So I think you Romero being just like a little bit more explosive. Tiago Santos, probably not having the takedown defense to deal with that. And also for me, the biggest piece is just going to be the intention in this fight is Joel Romero isn't afraid to get after it anymore. And Tiago Santos is like a little bit gun shy that he might get like, you know, kicked 750 times or, uh, you know, he, he just seems to not want to pull the trigger, uh, not want to make a mistake and Yoan Romero is happy to take advantage of that kind of behavior. Could be an ugly fight because Romero likes it to do be. nothing. It should be an ugly <laughs> fight. Yeah. They, yeah. They, this could also be just like double controllers unplugged. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Romero somehow has kept his star quality despite not doing anything in fights. I, I guess mean, when he, he does, he when beat he does stuff, it's crazy. It, it right? was Polizzi he beat, right? Like, do you have the records pulled up? Mm, I can check. I'm almost quickly, positive yeah. it was Alex Polizzi that I rem I'm remembering him, like, pulling one out of the bag on. Um, And, and like... Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, he's, uh, Polizzi and Manhoof. <laughs> he fought oh, yeah. But, but again, like, that's a perfect example. Like, it, not that you can draw a clear distinction. You can't draw a clear distinction between Tiago Santos and Melvin Manhoof. But, like... Manoff is, is a guy who just wants to slug with you. And if you give him that opportunity, he will. And Santos is a guy who, same thing. Like, it's not like Santos is going to go beat you on the ground, really, except for that, like, one fight he had with, who was it, David Branch way back when? Um, or did David I Branch? I remember that guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, like, yeah, he's, he's not going to take you to the ground and beat you up. So, like, it, it's like a good corollary here because Yoel Romero will get after it with what he's good at if you – just kind of wait back to hit your big shot. And I think that's kind of what's going to happen here. All right. There you go. He's taking a plus 100 
almost 47 year old Yoel Romero. That, that's that's where we are with this card. All right, before we move on, let me tell you about game time, the spot for last minute tickets. I've told you I've been looking on there for Neil Young tickets. I've looked on there for for MMA tickets and uh, other things as well. It's it's the spot to go. It is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive. Exclusive is the word. Flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, MMA, and more. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. You'll If you find tickets in the same section in a row for last, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download game time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, and college basketball, and MMA, obviously. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100 times with some spicy plays. Gumby's going to give you a play for PFL versus Bellator. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think they have that on there right now. Uh, they have had PFL in the past, but they, I don't think they have that on there right now. I did notice that they added some season-long player props for, oh, uh, cool. that, for MLB. And they've got uh they got my guy uh Ronald Acuna Jr. listed at 99 and a half hits. I think he's gonna crack hundred in the coming oh, yeah. season. So let's go higher than 99 and a half hits on Ronald Acuna. Are they expecting him to get hurt? Like what? Why is it so low? Yeah, I, I don't you know. Said 99, that. not 199? No, you said no, 99 and a half? Not, 99. Oh no, no. Oh no, I I'm sorry, I, I said hits. I meant RBIs. Sorry, that's RBIs. oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All 99 right, and a yeah. half RBIs. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that clarification. I don't know. I was yeah. looking at the word hits. And, uh, a little more difficult. They got they got one they got one seventy nine and a half on his hits, and I I think he could do that too. I think he could give me a yeah. bunch eighty hits. Uh, you can do anything. Guys. Yeah, you can do anything. He's a superhero. He's a superhero. All right, watch along once the season starts. Of course, uh, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code MMA SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code MMA SGPN. Gumby will watch along, that's for sure. Someone else in the Discord is a Braves fan too, aren't they? Isn't there someone so. in there that's got to be? Everybody's in yeah. our Discord. So. All right, now that we're on a base, baseball talk, we haven't talked about your hat over the past two episodes. Have we talked about this one before? I think I might be on the repeats now. Yeah, it might, it might yeah. be time to get some new hats because I'm on repeats. This is a He's acting like it's a normal thing. He's like, yeah, it's a chalupa. It's a churro. Right. Churro. A churro, excuse me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a churro holding the baseball bat. Uh, no big deal. And it, the baseball bat's made <laughs> out of a cinnamon stick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no it big is deal. It's just yeah, normal. Yeah. <laughs> normal. All right. Uh, here's something that isn't normal. Heavyweight fight. <laughs> it's, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But it's got a light heavyweight in it. Uh, anyhow. Uh, heavyweight fight, Bruno Capaloza versus Vadim Nemkov. Yep, we're talking a light heavyweight versus a heavyweight here. Um, I think Nemkov was saying he wanted to go to heavyweight, though, possibly. I can't, he dropped I the light heavyweight belt. Um, yeah, that's right. Right, like, right. right. I remember being like, why did he vacate a belt that doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> yeah, just um, hang on to it. Will anyone yeah, even notice if you hang on? Yeah, <laughs> and I think it was probably to set up this fight and so that he didn't have to fight Impa Kasangane instead because Impa Kasangane is yeah. the light heavyweight champ of PFL. So okay. like maybe he yeah. wanted this Bruno Capeloza fight. In, I don't know. It's weird. Thank God he did, right? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> wants to be in the PFL season instead of being weirdly tied to like Bellador. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, we're going to tell you about his opponent first. Capeloza. 15 and 6 with one no contest. 14 knockouts. Uh, two. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 5 and 1 with one no contest in the PFL. He was the 2021 PFL champion. 
0-1 with one no contest this past season. Uh, last fight was a no contest from a failed drug test. He was one of the people that got uh, popped. Uh, he's not won a fight since April 2022. He's fight at light heavyweight. He's got multiple championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. 2010 Pro MMA debut. Two inches height, three inches of reach on Nankov, plus 380. Nankov, 16-2 with one no contest. Nine knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. Nine no with one no contest in Bellator. He's the light heavyweight champion. He was. He relinquished it, as Gumby said. He's won two straight fights and then gotten 11-0-1 over his last 12. He's not lost since April of 2016. He's fight at heavyweight uh, in the past, so this is uh, not a huge deal, I guess, for him. 2013 Pro MMA debut. He, if he has a mantle, he's got multiple world championships in Sambo on that mantle of his. Uh, three years younger than Kapaloza, minus 500. Yikes. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nemkov, obviously. I, I think, th- and this is going to be the theme that, for at least a, a few of these fights I talk about. We got a guy in Kapaloza who, you know, he can bang a little bit, looks all right on the feet, whatever, but uh, going to be up against a guy who I don't think is going to let him stay there. It's the same thing with Tiago Santos, you all Romero fight. I think Romero has got a little bit more uh, intention in what he does and has the ability to take him down if he wants. Same thing here. Nemkov could probably hang with Kapaloza on the feet anyway, and he's just going to bull rush a double leg and beat the hell out of him on the mat. Uh, I think that's why you see such wide odds, you know, and the, the Capaloza's first fight with Mateo Scheffel, um, Scheffel kind of like held him against the cage for periods of time, uh, both either to buy himself some, some time or to set some things up. And if look, you're getting held against the cage by Matthew Scheffel. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to have any issues getting just absolutely obliterated by Nemkov. So yeah, give me Nemkov here. Uh, not much to say negative 500 favorite for a reason. Roll it into parlay. If you you're trying to juice things up a little bit. There you go. Uh, okay, move on to the aforementioned multiple times. Catchweight, 182-pound fight. Ray Cooper the third versus Jason Jackson. I will I tell you about Cooper the third first. Brada Boy is the nickname. 25-9-1. 16 knockouts, 7 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times. 12-4-1 in uh, the PFL. He was the champion in 2019 and 2021. He's gone loss win loss over his last three fights, so he did lose his last fight. Used to fight at welterweight, used to fight at lightweight. He missed weight in his last fight at middleweight, so uh, now he's got to get down to 182 for some reason for this fight. Um, was a regional champion, 2012 Pro MMA debut, three years younger than Jackson, plus 330. Kind of goes, uh, kind of leads in why Gumby's saying this card's not so great. We're getting a lot of big odds. We got another big 301 coming in the next fight as well. Um, you would think it would be a even, uh, even uh, on paper fight uh fight car with pf lovers belter over it no uh jackson is the ass kicking machine maybe that's what makes this fight <laughs> uneven. <laughs> uneven i said uneven uneven uh he's 17 and four five knockouts three submissions he's been knocked out twice eight and four in bellator and is there a champion uh used to fight out welterweight seven and oh he's welterweight champion or is he the middleweight champion who even uh jackson, jackson was there welterweight he, he beat yeah he beat uh yaroslav yes yeah, uh, he's won seven series fights, including knocking out the aforementioned Arasov in the last fight. He's not lost since October 2019. Multiple major championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to that website and figure it out. Uh, oh, one in contender series. Who beat him, Gumby? 
There's a tough question. Jason Jackson was on Contender Series? Yeah, he was. I'll get the intern on it. You go ahead. All right. Um, Because I can't remember even when I just looked it up a few hours ago. Uh, One-on-one in the Ultimate Fighter. There, He was in the Ultimate Fighter, too, as well, Gumby. 2012 Pro May debut. Six inches taller than Cooper. Eight inches of reach on him. Minus 410. All right, Gumby. Are you sure he was on Contender Series? I thought he was. I think Tapology said so. Anyhow, you do the breakdown. I I can take over now for... I don't think he was on Contender Series. <laughs> yeah, he right. faced Kyle, he faced Kyle Stewart, the race car driver, lost via TKO in round two after suffering an ankle injury. I don't remember that even a little bit. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. You you remember the NASCAR driver driving his car over his ankle? Oh, but I do remember. It? I do remember Kyle Stewart. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, this is one way traffic again. Jason Jackson looked outstanding and proving me wrong. And, you know, I, I didn't think he'd beat Yaroslav Amosov. Uh, and he did and did so convincingly look great doing it. Um, clearly like an upward trajectory for Jason Jackson. And then on the other side, Ray Cooper, you know, no offense to Ray Cooper, but just like his is the exact opposite recently. Like he's not himself anymore. You know, he went from being a guy who looked like he was just going to win every single season of their 170 pound tournament to being a guy who like kind of couldn't make 170 anymore. looked like he kind of wasn't driven, then missed 185 and got manhandled by Derek Brunson. Uh, and, and like, that's just, if that's the problem here is your problem is, is that like, you're not motivated anymore. Cause if you miss at 170, like, okay, maybe your body's changed and then you immediately miss at 185. Yeah. There's something going wrong either motivation wise or nutrition wise or otherwise. And then the end of the day, it just wound up being too much for him because Brunson could just wrestle the hell out of him. What do you think is going to happen against Jason Jackson? Like same thing. You know, I hate for every single breakdown on this card to just be like, Hey, watch the wrestler bulldoze this guy uh, because he's not ready for what he's about to bring. But it's pretty much that for a lot of the the earlier fights on this main card. So yeah, I expect Jason Jackson to just kind of manhandle him on the mat and uh, take care of business here. There you go. And he could beat him on the feet, too. I'll just say he probably just doesn't want to stay there. Yeah. All right. Before we move on for the rest of this exciting card, we're going to tell you about Hall of Fame bets, or I'm going to tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Gumby's going to sit there and do whatever he does when to do ad reads. Uh, win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start waiting with Hall of Fame bets. All right. Gumby didn't do anything interesting. That that episode with, uh, with, with Jason Jackson was the third, third episode ever of contender series, which I don't remember it. It wasn't our thing yet. Listen to who was on it. Danny gay, Alonzo Menafield, Jeff Neal, Kyle Roberson, uh, and Kyle Roberson beat Ryan Spann in that one. So Ryan Spann also yeah. wound up in the UFC. And then Kyle Stewart versus Jason Jackson. I can see why that might be the forgettable fight on that card. Because uh, Jason Jackson got hurt. And uh, the, the whole card was filled with future UFC stars. Fantastic. They, yeah, they picked themselves some good fighters that season for sure. All right. Uh, some good fighters in the next fight. But Gumby still probably doesn't like the fight right i don't it's and i got one big reason but i'll save it you go ahead (laughs) fine i'll I'll do i guess the positive part uh resumes and then gumby will will tell you why it's horrible it's a middleweight title fight it's actually a super fight it's a champ versus champ fight all right 
Um, we're going to tell you about uh, Impa Kasangane versus Johnny Eblen. Like I said, middleweights. Uh, Kasangane is Tishilobo. Shilobo. 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 He's 15 and three. Three knockouts. I'm fixing my ear, but three knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Five and oh in PFL and is their champion at light heavyweight, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> and he's fighting at middleweight. It makes sense. It per- makes perfect sense. So PFL is going to just turn into Bellator <laughs> and do ridiculous things apparently now. Bellator has infected their brain already. Because um, Zang is won six straight fights. Has not lost since March of 2022. Used, uh, used to fight at welterweight and middleweight. And this one is at light heavyweight. Makes perfect sense. Has missed weight at welterweight before. Two and two in the UFC. Two and zero on contender series. One inch reach. Three years younger than Eblin. Plus three hundred is the number for him. Uh, sorry, this isn't at light heavyweight. This is at middleweight. Middleweight. Yeah. was was at light heavyweight. It's so com- I can't even keep track anymore at this point. Hopefully, Johnny Eblin can keep track because he has the human cheat code. So he's probably got a lot of things stored in his uh, in his CPU. He's fourteen and zero. Six knockouts. One submission. Ten and zero. Bellator and is their champion of what weight class, Gumby? Uh, middleweight. Right. Uh, two inches of height over Kasangane minus 300. So another squash match on paper, at least. Yeah. I'm going with Eblin too. In, in, let me first be clear. I think Iba Kasangane really revitalized his career going over to PFL, <laughs> but I think a big piece of that was moving up to light heavyweight. His choice to move up to light heavyweight and then not like absolutely work himself over to get down to middleweight meant he could let go a little bit more. He was fighting people who were a touch slower. All of and his speed plays up. He no longer has to worry about being uh, the slower of the two guys because him at light heavyweight is faster than almost every single person PFL has had. There were just so many advantages for Kasengane moving up in weight class, and now you're going to move him down and you're going to put him up against somebody who has a skill set that is going to bother him. Uh, Johnny Eblen, you know, fantastic wrestler, really good. You know, again, theme of this episode, wrestlers overall. Um, you know, Johnny Eblen, just he's a motor. He, he absolutely has the submission skills to put Kasangan away. And now the Impa is going to be cutting back to middleweight. You have to wonder about how his, first of all, you're going to have to wonder about his weight cut goes, but you're definitely going to have to worry about his cardio. Um, he's never a guy who we've like had to worry about his cardio per se, but he's also a guy who's gotten comfortable not really having to do a weight class or a weight cut. And now he's going to do one halfway across the world. I don't love that for him. And I certainly don't love that for him right before he fights a guy like Johnny Eblin. So yeah, give me Johnny Eblin here. There you go. Mr. Eblin, the human cheat code is the pick. All right. Hopefully you can make some parlays out of all these big picks for we're getting you here. Okay. This one's closer on paper, at least it's another champ versus champ fight at heavyweight. Hennan Fahea versus Ryan Bader or high in Bader. If you want to pretend he's from uh, Brazil, uh, Fahea problema is 12 and three, 10 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, six and one with three no contests in PFL. 2023 champion, so he's the reigning champ. He's won three straight fights, all via knockout or TKO. He's not lost since August 2022. He made his pro MMA debut back in 2013. Here's some big numbers here. He's six years younger than Bader. He's six inches taller. He's got 11 inches of reach, and he's 27 pounds heavier based on the last <laughs> weigh-in. 11-inch reach. I don't know if we've seen one that that big. 11-inch uh, reach advantage, I mean. Plus 124, despite all of that. Darth Bader, 31-7 with one no contest. 13 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted twice. 9-2 with one no contest in Bellator. He is the champion there, or was. Bellator exists. I don't know even more anymore. He used to be the 205, 205-pound champion, light heavyweight champion there as well. He's been three straight and four or five. However, his last fight, one he won it via TKO. 
it was against Fedor, Fedor Emelianenko. So take it for what it's worth. And it was over a year ago, February 2023. October 2021 was his last loss. 15-5 in the UFC, 3-0 in the Ultimate Fighter and champion of his season. 2007 Pro MMA debut was a collegiate wrestling All-American like four times, I think, maybe, every year he was in college. Minus 148. I'm uh, I'm gonna squeak in one pick that goes against my entire trend of wrestlers over anything here, and I'm gonna actually take Kevin Ferreira. Um, I agree with this pick. Yeah, I I know the the height really bothers me, and not that Fajeda is impossible to take down because we saw it. Um, you know, you want to go back to some of his losses in PFL, like when he kind of lost to Fabrizio over whatever happened in that fight. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the tap, yeah, not one tap. tapped and didn't tap. And then he sort of, yeah, whatever what, it, it is, what it is. But like, since then he's looked really good on the feet. He's got big power. Um, I think Ryan Bader, you know, of all the people is going to have the easiest time to getting to his legs, but I don't know that he'll finish him there. And it really only takes Fajeda stepping out of range one time on one of those shots and, and cracking him and putting him away. You know, Bader's kind of old and sort of past his prime and has gotten to the point where maybe you're going to, like, question how quick he can move. And and Fajeda's not a super fast heavyweight by any stretch of the imagination, but he is a big guy. And sometimes that makes up for some of that speed deficiency anyway because he can just stay further away from him and not have to close that range uh, in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, I'm... I'm going to take a stab here. I don't love him on this. I do think he's got a little bit of submission skills, which is worth noting. I do think he's got a lot of power. And then obviously like the youth and the height thing is the the difference maker for me. And obviously the, when you can get him at dog money, that sweetens the pot a little bit. All right. There you go. We we ended on a positive note. Um, all right. Recap. Fahea, Eblin, Jackson, Nemkov, Romero. Uh, we'll, we'll all be watching this event. And we'll all be talking about it in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. So get in there. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter if you choose, SGPN MMA, at Gumby Vreeland, at Jeff Fox Writer. I'm that on Instagram as well. MoneyMMA.substack.com is the place to go uh, for all my MMA writings and enter my free pick'em contest there for the UFC. Listen to Gumby, Top Turtle MMA Podcast. This week is a big week for fighters from i'm trying to think of the, mexico you have a lot of mexican <laughs> fighters mexican fighters on this week right i couldn't remember where the ufc was this week but mexico, yes. yeah <laughs> mexico so uh tell the people who was on it uh daniel zell hoover manuel mm-hmm. torres and uh ronaldo rodriguez there you go uh so listen to the top turtle on main podcast and you don't have to listen to me that way either and uh sportsgamblingpodcast.com sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash patreon all right we'll be back tomorrow already oh my gosh gumby we get no breaks here this week we're back on wednesday already uh it'll be me the ass kicking machine jeff fox and brada boy will be by my side gumby really and we'll talk to you about the ufc in mexico city bye-bye